Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Mm. Fall. That's interesting. The word fall. It's kind of misleading, isn't it? Doesn't quite paint the full picture. If we're talking about seasons, fall makes things sound so dour, so dismal, when it's really a season of color and warmth. And if we're talking about Lucifer falling from heaven, which is what we're talking about, (laughs) the word fall makes it sound like he didn't have time to pack, which he did. (laughs) Unlike my mom's label for most protagonists whenever we watch a comedy, Lucifer isn't stupid. He knew anything he took from heaven would distort upon first impact with hell. So, he packed temperance, knowing full well he'd be unpacking a firm hunk of gluttony. He packed chastity and licked his lips in expectation of lust. And so on and so forth until he got to one heavenly item he, strangely... So on and so... (laughs) And so on and so forth until he got to one heavenly item he, strangely... (laughs) 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 and so on and so forth until he got the one heavenly item he strangely was not eager to see inverted the christmas spirit lucifer wrapped the christmas spirit in heavenly clouds and placed it in a box of angel bones so that even in hell christmas would always stay well christmas when lucifer was fully unpacked in hell which ended up being about two months after the move itself That's just a little relatable irreverence for those listeners who aren't pleased by an extended riff on the adversary. Anyway, (laughs) when Lucifer was all moved in, he told his wife, Pandora Same One, sorry, after the marriage, uh, she became Pandora Same One Morningstar. Anyway, Lucifer told Pandora that she could open anything in hell except that angel bone box he kept on the bookshelf next to his copies of Martin Luther's 95 Theses and the Tower Calvino's Invisible Cities. (laughs) 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 i hope it never gets to us it's just all intro (laughs) i hope we die here one night when lucifer was out trying to convince bob dylan to drop the electric guitar and return to folk songs Pandora's curiosity got the better of her. She went to the bookshelf Lucifer reserved for his hardbacks, looked past the Dave Barry section, and came to the dust-covered angel bone box. The moment she opened it, heavenly clouds shot in her face, causing her to lose her balance and fall back into a hole that led to the only place deeper than hell, the Greek imagination. Nice! (laughs) The Christmas spirit was free, and it had learned a lesson from watching the corruption of the other heavenly virtues. Before the hellish air could reach the Christmas spirit and and invert it into its hellish opposite, which for those interested is the spirit of when a child at a birthday party expects special treatment for being the birthday kid's best friend, 
The Christmas spirit wrapped itself in the nearest sin it could find. And on the bookshelf full of hardbacks, you know the nearest sin was commercialism. <laughs> God damn. Released from its cage and disguised as commercialism, the Christmas spirit ran and ran and ran through hell until it finally got to that point where the living world and hell touch. Which if you my- believe... <laughs> I feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> Which, if you listen to Dante, is outside Florence, and if you listen to me, is the birthplace of my philandering grandfather, London, England. <laughs> but when the Christmas spirit tried to unyoke itself from commercialism, it had about as much luck as I have asking my mom questions about my philandering grandfather. <laughs> that sprint out of hell may have been a sprint, but it was still in hell with a fire burned so hot that the commercialism melted and fused into the Christmas spirit forever. But not if we have anything to say about it. All characters created for the Yuletide season hold a piece of Christmas spirit inside of them. And if they punch, kick, and special move each other hard enough, maybe, just maybe, the commercialism that surrounds the spirit will reach zero hit points and dissolve, allowing, for the first time, the true Christmas spirit that Satan cherished so much to run free and entertain our world with its joke and impressions. (laughs) And the method by which these characters beat each other up is what you're about to play today. Welcome to a game of Yuletide Combat Family! So, we will see who is playing first. Our first player is... Wait, Tim's Prince 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 Prince. Prince. Yeah, yeah. Everything follows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this game of Yuletide Combat Family, we're gonna have some Christmas people fight each other in the style of our favorite fighting games. Our first two players are Branson and... Joe Lapore. <gasps> okay. <laughs> DM face off. Uh, uh, Branson, uh, what is the character you will be playing today? I'm going to be playing John Lennon on the last day of his life. <laughs> Jesus Christ, start, start soft. <laughs> what? Can you let us know why that is a, a Christmas well, Tim, character? He was assassinated in December, making him a Christmas character. <laughs> I believe it. Joe Lapore. What character will you be playing? I will be playing Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey. <laughs> and for those unaware, can you let us know about this dang Dominic? It's in the name. Here we go. <laughs> the verses are really redundant. It is all in the chorus. <laughs> listen, listen. If you haven't heard the classic Christmas song, Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey... Maybe you need some more Italians in your life is all Pause I'm saying. this, listen to Dominic, and don't start this episode back up. See, the conceit, the problem with this conceit is that John and the donkey would be friends. That's true. We'll have to, well, that's, this is where acting comes in. Okay, I'm going to roll the dice for the, your location. So excited. Okay. You each appear on parallel aisles opposite one another. In between you are a strew of folding chairs in an all-purpose room. The chairs are filled with adults, but instead of mouths, <laughs> each parent has fused to where their mouth would be. A trumpet? You turn to see what these strange creatures are looking at. Just a boy on the stage with a blanket, quilling the gospel. He's nailing it. <laughs> a, a little bald boy in the, and his dog in the corner are watching, envious of his control of the crowd. You're not here to watch a Christmas pageant. You're here to fight. All right, yeah, John Lennon's going to step forward and he's going to say, uh, I Dig a Pygmy by Charles Hawtrey in the Death Ace. <laughs> I'm going to use some of that famous Let It Be uh, studio riffing that had everyone in stitches. <laughs> Dominic trots forward and with a glint in his eye, he says, 
Hey, tonight I'll be enjoying the Feast of Seven Fishes, and you'll be sleeping with them. <laughs> I find that very unlikely. I'm looking forward to enjoying 100% of the 80s. <laughs> oh, jeez. What? <laughs> One, two, three, fight! Okay, so... <laughs> John Lennon's... <laughs> Listener, that is as much instruction as we have gotten on how this is going we'll to see. work. John Lennon's going to step forward and he's going to say, Happy Christmas, Yoko. And he's going to... He's going to use his move, Happy Christmas, War is Over. Uh, and he's uh-huh. going to shoot, like, non-combatant energy at Dominic to try to pacify him. <laughs> So the energy flows through Dominic, slowing him down. For his next move, he's going to be slow. Let's see if we're, <laughs> let's see what that means. <laughs> this rule's awesome. Hey, you should know us Italians. We're a warlike race. I hate this. <laughs> I'm allowed. Uh, Dominic spies a small blonde boy playing a little piano, and he picks up that piano in his mouth and says, "Hey, John Lennon." Play this! And he, he's gonna whip the piano at John Okay, I'm gonna Lennon. counter and play Imagine on the, on the <laughs> piano and see what that does. Okay, Imagine is too low tempo. That, ah, that, that, it's too low tempo. It's, it's hit. You have taken five ah, damage. Nicked Ooh. by an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> me name's John Lennon and me hurt. <laughs> 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 Hey, talk about a consistent accent. You want to talk? And I'm going to cast everybody in a wet dream at Dominic. You're going to cast? I have magic. He looks like a wizard. He's got magic. Uh, So I cast everybody had a wet dream at Dominic. Um, Dominic actually has a natural defense in this. Uh, Dominic actually has a natural defense to this in that he was... um, he was fixed. Ah, shit. Oh, they didn't want him to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so that means uh, if, if, it w- if it was fixed, the energy from John Lennon's attack bounces off Dominic and goes right back at John Lennon. That is another minus five points. You now have... John Lennon now has half uh, a half HP left. Oh, God! Fucking John Lennon's go. I'm not the guy who said it, but I got blisters on me fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, I really enjoyed that movie yesterday where you were a poor guy in a shack. And uh, Dominic is going to use Made, a, <clears throat> made in Brooklyn, where uh, Dominic lifts up his, his front hooves, revealing that he's wearing brass knuckles. Don't ask how. And he's going to use them to box John Lennon. He's going to give him the old one-two. Oh, okay, great. So uh, can both of you roll a yeah. six-sided die? Sure. <laughs> Good luck beating a four. <laughs> I got a six. <laughs> Shouldn't have wished you good luck. The hoof smacks John Lennon in the face, throwing him back towards the stage where he disrupts the boy speaking. Farther back he goes where he uh, where he collides into a baby toy piano. A blonde kid who was playing Beethoven on it goes, Don't you fuck with me. Don't you fuck with me. And he picks up the piano and slams it on John Lennon's head. This is a total of six. Oh no, points. I'm gonna attack that kid. I'm gonna say roll over Beethoven, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna attack that kid, pick him up by the ankle, swing him over my head, and throw him at Dominic the donkey. Okay, awesome. Will you roll yeah, six sided die? <laughs> That's a six. Joe, will you as well? Three. 
Okay, that works. That's uh, that's that's uh, minus five for you, Dominic. Um, oh, ouch! The pian- uh, The boy smacks Dominic in the face, and Dominic falls back. But th- but not only that, he slips on some dirty grime behind him. He's staying too close to Pigpen, the dirty <gasps> kid in Peanuts, and that makes him take an extra <laughs> two all damage. Revealed. <laughs> if you weren't paying attention, it's Peanuts. <laughs> Okay, so you fall, you've fallen back because of the because of the grime, which means Lenin has an opportunity, a chance for an opportunity. Oh that. hell yeah! Um, so Lenin is uh, he's gonna step forward. He's like, you need some help, and uh, he's gonna pull out uh, um, uh, 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 Marcy. Yeah, yeah. He pulls out Marcy and go whatever. <laughs> glasses. We have the yeah, same we have glasses. glasses. Yeah. There we go. Uh, and he's gonna put. Uh, he's gonna. He's gonna hold up Marcy's glasses to the light, so like a little bit of like like a magnifying glass on an ant. And he's gonna put his own glasses to double the magnification and just like shoot fire at Dominic. Oh, okay, Dominic. Um, can you roll a six-sided die? Yeah, dog. That's Did another I... three. Or oh, Branson, you pretty you, good. You roll. That's you roll a one. Two. Oh, okay. So, Dominic, um, you, uh, you, um, or do you want to describe how you, how you missed this attack? Or do you want yes. to describe how you evade, evade this attack? Tim, I would love to explain how I evade this attack because yeah. the, 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 um, the laser-like beam of light that fires at Dominic bursts in, bursts into flames. And as it does, Dominic, with donkey-like reflexes, leaps into the air his hooves rattling on the ground and helping him dodge out of the way. And as he does, he leaps. He sails through the air across this, uh, across this function room. And as, it, as he sails across the room, we zoom in and we see in his back pocket, there's a, a copy of a paperback. Oh, what book is it? Why? It's Catcher in the Rye. And then we zoom oh, back Jesus. out. Oh, boy. <laughs> we zoom back out, and Dominic performs his super move, the Tarantella. He leaps on top of his, he leaps on top of John Lennon and performs a bone crushing dance. Okay, uh, Wait, but- Joe, is that thing about Catcher and Rye in the song? No, it's no, it's a reference no, to Mark John David Lennon's Chapman murderer. Was reading. I can't. Okay, you, you know what? Me up. Well, since you referenced that, yeah, that rules. I didn't pick it up, so I'm glad, I'm glad we clarified. Um, Tim thought it was a part of the song. <laughs> um, he reads about the phonies <laughs> <laughs> the attack works it lands uh, sending hoof upon hoof upon hoof upon John Lennon he only has one hit oh, point no, left oh no I feel like I'm listening to obla di obla da and I'm gonna tag out and I'm gonna have my other player tag in <gasps> what uh- Oh yeah! It's also Marvelverse Capcom listeners. Who's your That's other right. player? My other player is Arnold Schwarzenegger in Jingle All the Way. <laughs> I'll allow it. His character's name: Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, John Lennon disappears behind. He's pulled backstage, and Arnold Schwarzenegger steps out. He says, "Jamie." <laughs> <laughs> okay, since he's just been tagged in, um, he has advantage. Uh, He's going to grab uh, Dominic by the neck and just try to strangle all the life out of him. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to I'm gonna say that works. And that's six. That's minus six. How many do I have left, Tim? You have seven hit points left. Okay. While Dominic is struggling in the air, lifted high by this tall Austrian, he's going to use his powerful hind legs, which he hasn't used yet, and give a donkey's kick 
right to uh, the old breadbasket. <laughs> All right. Ooh, that's uh, that's gonna be minus five. It works. Uh, do you wanna? Do you wanna? Uh, ah, the basket for my bread. And I'm going to. <laughs> I'm gonna grab Dominic. Uh, like Donkey Kong style. I'm going to hold him on my back and I'm going to walk off the edge of the stage. So like the, you know what I mean? Like the edge of the stage and there's just like sky down below. Right. And I'm just going to like walk (laughs) off the edge, killing both myself and Dominic. (laughs) It works. But who reappears, but a one HP John Lennon and why it's just a little boy. He's, (laughs) Young, maybe nine, maybe ten. His clothes look a little worn, look a little downtrodden. He's got a smudge of dirt on that freckled face. And in his hands, why, in his hands is a a palm full of change and a shoebox still unpurchased. That's right. It's the small child from the Christmas shoes, everybody. <laughs> pull out pull out your tissues, America. <laughs> Get ready to cry. He looks he looks at a at a at a beaten and crushed John Lennon. <laughs> and he says Mama's meeting Jesus tonight. And so are you. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. oh shit. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, John has is at one HP, so he is just crawling, 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 um, uh, crawling away towards, um, let's say Woodstock. Um, <laughs> what? Famous Beatles venue. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well over a decade God, after I... it was over. <laughs> I'm talking about the Peanuts character Woodstock. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah, you, all, you were all really... <laughs> You all really thought you had one on me. Yeah, we did. Slippery Tim wins again. (laughs) He he pulled a Sully. (laughs) This shit right on the water. (laughs) Uh, Joe, what is the move you want? uh, So, Joe, it's it's your move. And and he's got one HP, and anything you do here is likely to make John Lennon sleep with the fishes. The boy looks confused. He's going through so much. He pauses for a moment. Then he sticks that hand of change in his pocket. And then with his free hand, he opens the box, revealing a beautiful pair of shoes. He lifts one from the box and says, Shoe meringue! <laughs> and then he rips the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> he whips the shoe at John Lennon. It whirls through the air. And hopefully kills him? I don't know. The shoe, graceful which took so many pennies to purchase, even though it actually needed some help after those pennies. And, you know, it never really specifies in the song whether he just, like, paid the rest of the pennies or he, like, covered the whole price. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. The shoe flies through the air, knocking John Lennon in the head as he falls over, deceased. But before he dies, he has one last chance to say one last word with his one last breath. Well, I... And I get one word? You can say you can okay, say more say, than one word. And in the end, the love <laughs> you take is equal to the love. And I pull out a grenade and I like pull it on my teeth and I throw it at the kid. <laughs> he was pro war the whole time. <laughs> as as you do that, from from far away, you hear a whirring sound and you look up and you see 
a doghouse flying through the sky. And who's riding that doghouse? Which, Sam. actually, now that you think about it, looks more like a sup with camel. Why, it's Snoopy with a scarf around his neck and goggles and Dominic. <gasps> he caught him! <laughs> they fly, saving the boy from the grenade, which explodes the doghouse. <laughs> All right, as my last act, as I go out, uh, I look around, and I'm, I'm just looking for a kid, any kid, and I see, uh, I grab Rerun. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to heaven with me, and I pull him up into heaven. The small boy with his box of shoes surveys the wreckage of the scene. He takes a step forward, searching for any remains of his friend Dominic, and all he sees is that small paperback. I guess I'll give this a read, he says. On the screen in front of you, you see the words, you win. But then those words are crossed out in blood and scrawled over them. You see, you tied. <laughs> in front of you, in front of you, you see a gorgeous sight. Dominic and the boy with the shoes from the song are dancing, tra la la <laughs> around as... As Arnold Schwarzenegger and John Lennon weep theatrically at their feet, they apologize, <laughs> bending over. They never knew what they, they... They bend over apologizing for what they've done. Lennon has his, like, Greek fisherman hat, and he tosses it on the ground and is, like, stomping on it. He's doing, like, the Wario. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is Arnold Oh, doing? Arnold is weeping. I think, yeah, Arnold is weeping on his knees, just like, forgive me! Uh, and they're on this, like, infinite checkerboard, right? Yeah, yeah. Perfect. That's the end of round one. Great job. That was awesome. Joe, congratulations. You won. Thank you. Branson, you lost, but that's okay. Stick around. We're going to have Ooh, something Tim, later Tim, I would love to stick around, but uh, December is sort of my busy season, if you catch my drift. I've got sort of a big deadline coming up. Me and my tiny employees uh, are like, we're really racing the clock here. No, it's just, you know, me and my tiny employees and my old wife. Uh, we've all, I've got something really important coming up. Okay. I'm sorry. Are you trying to tell me that you, that your, my friend Branson is actually. No, Tim, don't be crazy. But I hope all of our listeners have been very good this year so they can expect something a little special in their stockings. And if not, they will be punished with coal. <laughs> okay, Branson, why are you touching your nose? What? B Branson? Where'd you? Whoa! Merry Christmas! Wow. wow. <laughs> I saw it too. <laughs> <laughs> I corroborate the story. <laughs> the next players um, have. That's the dice. That's Carly versus Allie. So... <laughs> Yay! <laughs> death match, death match. Death oh, John. Yes? Nothing. You're perfect. Oh, thanks. I hope you win. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, man. The next match is Carly versus Allie. Carly, who is your first character? Um, my first character is Hermie the Elf from Rankin Bass's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm -hmm. This is a, this is classic Christmas. This is classic Christmas. I love it. Allie, how about you? Boom! Here comes Gizmo the Mogwai from Gremlins. <laughs> Tiny doesn't speak words, Carly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wait, Hermes and... fucking toast. 
It just reminds me, why is this a Christmas? Why is this a Yuletide character? It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. I haven't seen the movie in a long time. I don't recall. Neither have I. <laughs> don't tell the audience. Darkness. But then, from the sky, light. At first, the light is small, barely a dot. But the dot expands, blasting brightness into your eyes. Suddenly, a hand appears in the light and reaches towards you. You dive out of the way to see the hand grab a box with a bow on it. For the first time, you look around. There are boxes with bows in it everywhere. Oh, my hugging God. You're in Santa's bag. <laughs> Whoa! So imagine Santa's bag, it's open, there's light on top, and it's like full, full of presents wrapped in different ways. Carly, your character appears. Um, my character may as well have been born in this bag. Hermie is from Santa's workshop, even though he hates it. He crawls from under a toy that he made. It looks terrible. And he says, according to my watch, it's too thirty. Because he wants to be a dentist. Boom! <laughs> What's that? What's that, a teddy bear? No, bitch, it's Gizmo from Gremlins. Uh, yeah, he looks like a Furby. And don't get him wet or feed him after midnight, because that's his whole deal. Um, Manny looks cute, but he's going to tear your shit up, Hermie. Sorry. Right now he's blinking cutely. One. Two, three, fight. Um, Hermie is gonna is gonna try to seize the initiative, and he's going to look around his uh, surroundings, and he's gonna say he's gonna use Hermie doesn't like to make toys and scatter broken toys across the battlefield, causing uh, creating um, uh, uh, an obstacle course. Okay, there's no damage de- no damage done, but Allie, it's going to be hard for you to get closer to this freaky little denty boy. Okay, <laughs> so, great. Uh, well, here's the thing, right? Uh, when that bag got opened at the top, it uh, was a bright light that initiated um, uh, Gizmo's first move. Do not expose the Mogwai to light. Um, when this move happens, the Mogwai has been exposed to a bright light. Gizmo turns on Hermie, assuming that this light came from Hermie. What are you trying to kill him? He's so cute. How could you? There were only three rules. Uh, you die of shame. Is what I wrote. I'm not sure I totally understood. <laughs> we were supposed to write this. Oh, man. Uh, and then I wrote, you feel so bad. You take Gizmo in as your pet and he ruins your life. But again, I'm not sure I quite understood how this was going to go. <laughs> Every round writes new rules. Mm. So Gizmo's eyes turn to you, pleading. I thought you were supposed to take care of me, his eyes seem to say, but you broke Mm. the rule. Mm. Hermie, you're a responsible person and you have behaved irresponsibly. You take five damage. (gasps) Fair. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Hermie is freaked out by this little guy. He is going to take advantage of the opening in the toy bag and he is going to use... Is this your snowbank? And have uh, summon a uh, drift of snow on top of Gizmo. Oh shit! Which either stuns or and or uh, causes damage is how I wrote it. Okay, uh, can you both roll a six-sided die? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, Ali, describe how you evade this tech. Uh, I'd love to, because this initiates Gizmo's next move. Do not let the Mogwai come in contact with water. Oh, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> the Mogwai you said it to me. come in contact with water and he's in great distress. <laughs> he writhes and bubbles until with a comical popping sound, a little furry egg pops out of him and hits you in the face. Uh, it's apparent quickly... <laughs> It's quickly apparent that the Mogwai insemination is just add water, and you're overwhelmed with violent, snickering baby Mogwais. They ruin your home. The baby Mogwais uh, surround Hermie, crawling over them, but then they're kids. They're distracted by presents. They jump behind Hermie onto the nearest present, and then they tear up the wrapping paper and tear up the ribbon to open up to see a... a Backstreet Boys CD? Why was it in such a big box? Is this like a joke your parents played on you? Boring. <laughs> Carly, your move. Okay. Um, okay. Hermes just gonna go. Um, just gonna go for. Uh, just gonna go for a dentist attack. He's gonna take his little toy hammer and he's gonna use Dolph's teeth, where he attacks uh, Gizmo's mouth with a tiny hammer. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> Can I count okay. Both, both roll. Both both roll. Uh, oh dice. yeah! 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 Okay. Five. No! <laughs> got a six. No! Okay, here's the problem. It's after midnight, and you put something in Gizmo's mouth. So you initiated mm. the move, and above all, never feed it after midnight. <clears throat> you fed Gizmo after midnight. Then overnight, he enters a cocoon where he metamorphosizes into a horrible mischief beast. When he emerges, he and his water spawn ruin your neighborhood. <laughs> mischief beast. <laughs> okay, so that was like a one, two, three. That's a huge, huge attack on you, Carly. I'm sorry. You now have one. You are now down to one hit point. Okay. Well, then Hermie is going to use. You can't murder me. I quit. And he's going to <laughs> tag himself out. Nice. This move allows him to recuperate HP while he is tagged out. Uh, Whoa. But then, Carly, if Hermie's tagged out, then who's who's tagged in? I'm so glad you asked, darling. It's none other than PM Prime Minister David, no last name, from Love Actually, played by Hugh Grant. David. He saunters into into the bag of toys and he says, whenever I get gloomy about the state of the world, I think about kicking your ass. No. Make a move, Hugh. Uh, Hugh is going to immediately launch into his move, greeting the household staff and give <laughs> give uh, Gizmo a very firm handshake, dealing damage. Oh, yeah. With your first move, I'm saying this works. That's five damage on you, Gizmo. You're also not oh. used to handshakes because you're a freak. Mogwai! <laughs> <laughs> Allie, it's your move, but yeah. something appears next to you. <gasps> it's an mm, item, and the item is... Well, well, well. It looks like it's that spoon with holes from it from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, good. You can use it. You can use it to hit. You can use it to hit your opponent over the head. Gizmo grabs the spoon and <laughs> smacks you, Grant, in the face with it. <laughs> the Brits are um, not used to impertinence. 
and your utensil as a weapon, that is impertinent. Minus five points. To who? To Carly. <laughs> to oh. me? To Hugh. <laughs> to Hugh? To Hugh. Um, okay, well, uh, Hugh is going to... Sorry, David is going to counter with jump parentheses for my love. He's going to dance victoriously throughout <laughs> throughout the gift bag. His legs and hips flailing, dealing damage to Gizmo. Hopefully, I, I'm go- I'm going to allow it. That's minus five points. <laughs> so Gizmo died, <laughs> right? Because that's Gizmo's oh, no, got that's tw- everyone's got twenty. That's good. Okay, yeah, okay. So you you got you got half life right now. Thank you. Okay, great. Um, no, no, ah, no. Oh, oh this is awful. I know it is. Um, <laughs> uh, Gizmo shakes his head and rallies and um, uses the slotted spoon to attempt to smudge David's shoes because it seems like he'd care about that. Everyone roll the dice. Everyone. Everyone? No, it just does Hugh has been dancing, so he's in the groove. He's in the. He's he's sort of he's treating this as a dance or a delicious capoeira. He's simply dances. He simply dances out of the way of the. He dances out of the way of the spoon, so his shoes are intact. Carly, your turn. David is not happy that you tried to fuck up his shoes. He's the prime minister for crying out loud. And speaking of which, doesn't he have the power to? That's right. David is going to use Declaration of War and deploy the Royal Navy. (laughs) (laughs) No! My opponent has two turns to try and finish me, otherwise he will be obliterated. (laughs) Oh, shit. In that case, um, okay, Gizmo is not a creature of war, simply a creature of mischief, so he tags in. His, his fellow teammate and a true creature of war. You know her, you love her, you might have seen her in the first scene. Lucy Van Pelt from Peanuts. Yay! <laughs> Yay! And when she shows up, she says, oh, oh this is perfect. It's men like you who make the world a terrible place for beautiful girls like me. You talk a lot, but do you ever discuss marriage? No, you're all alike. My Aunt Miriam was right. Never discuss marriage with a musician. That fits. That fits. That's crazy. That fits. Yes. David famously unmarried. And then she's going to cut straight to her... Um, she, she already she sees the war, war brewing, so she's cutting right to her first move. Cutting observation. Lucy sets up a crude wooden advice booth and weaponizes an extremely qualified psychological diagnosis. She tells you that you suffer from being a total failure with a fear of everything, pantophobia. This delivers a blow of massive ego damage costing you five cents. Lucy stands over your body, shaking a tin with a single nickel in it, chanting in victory. Boy, what a sound. How I love to hear the beautiful sound of cold hard cash. Beautiful. Nickels, nickels, nickels. I love money. I'm loving these quotes, so I am doubling the uh, I am doubling the damage. It is not five cents, but ten cents. Wow. Oh, I didn't realize I was supposed to pander to you, Tim. You didn't? Come you didn't. on. You've been. You're right, that was right. That was stupid of me. Allie, what's make your second move? Well wait, do I get to 
so I get to do anything. Oh, no, I just got I just got pounded. I, I I'm interpreting this as that like as that you get to move and if that they don't I'm like work. offline. You know what? That's that's a very Pokemon way to handle it, and I respect it. Let's okay, do it that cool. way. Fine. Right. And then I'm like KO'd if they if I don't succeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but- this is fair. This is this is empirically fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, in a bind, Lucy pulls out the big guns. She <laughs> she deploys her heavy hitter move, leaning on Schroeder's piano. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy confesses her feelings for you yet again, followed by the phrase, "Boys are lucky; they never have to think about things like saucepans." <laughs> this mortifies, angers, confuses, and distracts you. Ali, that may have worked on Schroeder, but this is Hugh fucking Grant. This guy has gone toe-to-toe with some of the most powerful leading ladies in Hollywood and Britain. So he, he would... St- <laughs> Britain! He withstands the attack. Uh, are you not a king? Many old England! So he withstands the attack. Carly, what happens? Navy shows up. <laughs> they tear that bag. That bag is in shreds now. I think we're probably in the open air. And uh, I'm gonna say they're they're probably not gonna murder a kid, but they're not gonna let anything happen to the PM for crying out loud. They probably just carry her away on their shoulders, and maybe she even has a nice time. The Royal Navy shows up in all their glory. They're wearing their full dress uniforms. I don't know what that looks like because I'm American. And they scoop Lucy up and they're like, we're taking you home to your parents. No. And they march off with her. No, Charlie Brown. Hugh Grant, <laughs> Hugh Grant is left alone, but back in Pops Gizmo, who I believe has a low health. Hello. Yeah. Who only has half health. Since they're in the open air, Gizmo is hit once again with do not expose the Mogwai to light. Um, and therefore, you now, now David, the Prime Minister yes. David, yes, you know, feels shame. That's the concern here. Mm. Hugh Grant is a politician. The politicians know no shame. I'm saying Hugh Grant. Okay. Hugh Grant is the PM and he knows no shame. The attack does, the attack does not work. Carly, your move. <clears throat> okay. Um, <laughs> proving that he has no shame, David is going to use his special move, caroling, where he sings Good King Wenceslas badly, <laughs> and it causes damage, psychic damage to the listener. Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of Stephen. Because that was such a great Hugh Grant impression, I'm giving it double damage. That is ten <gasps> points, and... <sighs> means the death of Gizmo. No! Holy shit! Why? Um, Allie, do you want to give Gizmo some final words? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, why? Okay. Over the screen, you see the words, you win, crossed out in blood. Right on top of it, you're tied. <laughs> we now see you and Hermie doing a little jolly dance. They're sort of shaking their fingers in the air, tra la la around each other. Um, Ali, how do your characters uh, show remorse? Uh, <laughs> remorse? <laughs> they uh, were wrong. Lucy doesn't. She doesn't have that bone in her body, so she just, um, she's just harumphing with her arms crossed, and she's like up on top of the navy, just grumpy. 
and um, Gizmo is like, oh no, and is covering his eyes with his ears. Oh. As as Gizmo covers his eyes, he suddenly feels the urge to open the back up, and he looks up, and he's met by the ghostly image of a medieval bohemian king. The king looks down warmly at Gizmo and says, I know you feel weak, child, but simply follow in my footsteps and I will ga- I will I will lead you through the winter's storm. And you see these snow these snowy drifts as the king walks away leading a path. As Gizmo follows in each step, he's warmed. He's not cold, he's warmed and follows the path straight on to paradise. Oh. Six Don't did you just bring Allie to heaven? What the fuck? Yo, I uh, uh, yeah, the Joe Joe is now the the bridge to heaven. <laughs> I almost I almost played Good King Wenceslas. We've got some players who have yet to battle the Battle of the Beards. Christopher Hastings and Taylor Moore. Chris, what character are you playing? From A Christmas Carol, I'll be playing the ghost of Jacob Marley. Ooh, one of my favorite little characters. And Taylor, how about yourself? Why, it's none other than the ten-story-tall monstrosity, the Lexus December to Remember sales event. (laughs) (laughs) I ask zero questions. I allow this full force. I mean... It's Christmas. Great time for a card. Um, so, I'm going to roll the dice and see where we're at. Okay. A lone car whizzes between you and an open road. Instinctually, you take a step back, so as not to get hit by the car, of course. Your lower bump backs into steel, but your upper back keeps going just far enough to know you're in danger. You catch yourself. You look back. A deathly drop. This isn't a normal road. This is a road on a bridge. You face your opponent and ignore those dozens of married men being talked down from the ledge by their individual guardian (laughs) angels. Their journey isn't your fight. This is your fight. You hear the sound of of a bell ringing. And then two, three, a dozen bells all ring in a horrific cacophony. And the spectral figure of Jacob Marley comes through a wall, moaning and holding his jaw with a bandage around his head. That I did not do so in life. I am condemned to beat your wretched sinner's ass raw (laughs) after death. Yes, yes. But across the road, on the other end of the bridge, what does he see? He sees all the cars on the bridge levitate off the asphalt and fly into a great metal and rubber conflagration. Cars from off-screen from all eras combine to form a ten-story tall Carzilla as it stomps, metal screeches, and fire belches from its great metal dragon's mouth. (laughs) You deserve luxury (laughs) and an ass-kicking One, two, three, fight. Uh, Jacob Marley looks at the robo monstrosity (laughs) and says, I am tagging out. (laughs) Hell yeah. And Marley vanishes in a a poof with the slightest whiff of peppermint. 
Sure, it's Christmas time. Yeah, baby. Hell. <laughs> Off in the distance, you hear a slight rumbling, and a choir of children sing. The Hess truck's back and it's hungry for violence. Your death is near. The Hess truck's here. And you see a big tractor trailer rumble onto the bridge, screeching to a halt. This worked out so well. Ridiculous. And just for everyone at home, can we say why the Hess truck is a Christmas thing? Well, of course. For the last 50 years, the Hess Corporation has put out a different... Terrific quality, low price <laughs> Hess truck for the boys and girls of the Christmas season. It's a Christmas tradition. The Hess truck for 50 years. Usually the tagged in combatant will get that first move. But since this was, since the tag was your first move, I'm going right back to Taylor. Taylor, make your move. I cast no money down. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sure, there's no money down on our incredible holiday deals, but we didn't say anything about money up. <laughs> what? Thousands of razor-sharp $100 bills fly <laughs> upwards from the ground, slicing the single opponent. <laughs> okay, every, uh, both of you roll the dice. Chris, would you like to describe your evasion? Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the S truck uh, starts to beep and backs up. And the dollar bills <laughs> don't hit it. This is insane. All right, uh, the the Hess truck puts uh, its gear back into forward again and uh, drives up to the sales event monster and opens up its little gas tank and sprays out Hess brand gasoline. <laughs> Coating it in terrible, flammable, valuable Christmas liquid. <laughs> Christmas oh. liquid. Okay, so Taylor, you are officially flammable, though no damage. It's your move. Ooh. All right. Uh, the 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 Lexus December to remember sales event gargantua stomps across the screen, bends over, and puts a piece of paper in front of the Hess truck's face. And I cast zero percent APR. <laughs> <laughs> Opponent must, without Googling, successfully explain what APR is in six seconds or take bonus damage. Oh, six, five, four, Chris. three, two, one. No! Oh, I had to do it while you. you were talking? It was six seconds. Oh, well, the good news is I don't know what it means. <laughs> no! Bonus damage. It's an interest rate, right? Interest rate? Too late. Couldn't tell you what the acronym is, but it's an interest rate. This is, this is, you, Chris, you take 10 damage. The Hess truck is half destroyed. The Hess truck, the Hess truck honks in agony. <laughs> most human opponent yet. Yes, the most human opponent. <laughs> Finally, someone I can root for. <laughs> That's the standard for me, the audience. <laughs> The Hess truck has been pulled into this tournament. <laughs> and we have to explain the rules to the Hess truck. <laughs> You're the chosen one, Hess truck. The Hess truck decides it's no longer time for Christmas games. 
it he he <laughs> like Monopoly. Like Monopoly. <laughs> he opens up the roof of his cargo hold and releases twin fighter jets. <gasps> wow. Oh, sure. well, what do they do? They, what do fighter jets do? They they uh, they fly up into the air, do a loop de loop festively. They mm-hmm. blink on their real working LED lights <laughs> and drop a pair of bombs <laughs> onto the onto the sails of it. And Which is ar- soaked in gasoline. Yeah. So Taylor, I'm asking you to roll three die. This year's Hess truck actually has a spaceship inside of it. <laughs> so like Wait, I toned. I actually I had some restraint. I got a two, a three, and a four. Yeah, that's nine damage. Um, <laughs> missiles hurt as bad as a cruel remark from a child. <laughs> <laughs> the Lexus December Tour for sales of it used has has now fought enough to charge up its super meter. Oh no! Its cheer meter. Its <laughs> juke. Its I was gonna say Jubilee. <laughs> uh, it's what what are we calling it, Tim? If we're charging up like a meter to use a special move, what would it be called? Oh, oh, that's a great question. Um, uh, I, I was thinking that your final Christmas light has turned on. Like you, you've, you've had like Christmas lights like lighting on. Ah, okay, yes. The chain of Christmas lights has finally lit up, and it's now strobing in uh, uh, red and red and green and white colors. And the Lexus December to remember sells a bit casts. Open your eyes. The Lexus December to Remember sales event summons the cosmic level of financial and personal confidence necessary to purchase a car for your spouse without discussing it with your spouse first. Oh, shit. The, the Lexus December to Remember sales event is allowed to be the game master for one sentence. Wow. <laughs> okay. The bridge breaks. <gasps> dropping us to a new location. Oh! Oh! All the George Baileys fall to their chest. <laughs> yes, killing all the Baileys. Oh, we wanted this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so um, you fall. A bunch of fathers who are actually just about to go back to their lives fall to their death. And in fact, they've never been born. You fall through the water, which seems to part. The, the water seems to part as you dive, dive, dive d- deep, deep into the into the open air. The water at your side seems to look like brick. What? You're in a chimney. You roll out of the fireplace and you find yourself at a party. What? What? You look around. There's a weird man with miraculous devices giving gifts to children. You look around again. One of the children was given a nutcracker. She loves it. You look around again. You see normal rats running around. That's right. You're at the party from the nutcracker before things got crazy. (laughs) And it's the car's move. If somebody said, <laughs> if somebody said, I have some miraculous devices, and one of them was a nutcracker, but they, the craftsmanship, Taylor, they used to have to claw their way into the nuts. You roll out. The party's still going on, but it's almost midnight. Um, Hess truck, it's your move. Miraculously, the Hess truck landed on all of its eighteen wheels. <laughs> 
<laughs> drops the gear into first, revs his engine, and peels out to crash into the the sales event. Okay, roll. that's right. Uh, He's uh, just gonna ram him. Great, both roll. You crash into the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree falls upon you, giving you five damage. Rats scurry around, and suddenly they are not just regular rats. They are beautiful dancers with rat masks on. They, they dance around you, seeming not really hurting you, but they seem to delight at your damage. You are at you only have five points left. The Hess truck screams in terror. <laughs> <laughs> An audience at home, like I would do. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor, it's your move. To finish him off, I tag out. Oh! Oh. Tag out and bring in Joe Pesci as Harry, the wet bandit from Home Alone. (laughs) Yeah! Yeah. Merry Christmas, little fella! (laughs) We know that you're in there and that you're all alone! Uh, Kevin McAllister leans out over the Hess truck window and says, this is my home. I have to defend it. And he rolls the window back up. (laughs) That's right. Kevin McAllister from Home Alone is the driver of the Hess truck. Don't get scared. (laughs) A a listener from home. Like he drives me. (laughs) Uh, Harry, the wet bandit from Home Alone, cast wet bandit. A tidal wave. No, wait, no, no, no. Really? No. (laughs) Harry casts breaking and entering. Harry Mm. may come and go as he pleases through any barricade, wall, or other structure or obstacle. He teleports into the cab (laughs) of the Hess truck and strangles the child (laughs) who's driving. Oh, no. Yeah, both roll, both roll. Six, daddy. It's a one for the Hess truck and Kevin McAllister. Oh, no. What I will say is that in any other place, and this is, Taylor, this is this is the consequence of your actions. In any other place, that would be a complete kill. But you are in the Nutcracker Party, and children do not get hurt without protection here. While uh, while the Hess goes down to one point, um, a new player appears right <gasps> next to him in the truck. It is the Nutcracker. <gasps> Whoa! Joe, make that move. Oh, um, <laughs> get uh, the fuck in Nutcracker. There, Joe. <laughs> the, uh, uh, Tim, just point of clarification: when you say the Nutcracker, do you mean the uh, the toy, or has the toy been given life? Is the toy now like a beautiful man? Do you, wait, do, sorry, do you mean regular toy, toy who is dancing, or end of end of play where uh, end of ballet where he is gorgeous? I want you to answer that. I'm saying he's the in between. He's a he is a dance. He is a singing, not singing, dancing. He is a dancing. <laughs> he is a dancing. I crack those nuts every <laughs> Christmas. Um. <laughs> Okay, you know what? We're gonna play with that, Tim, because the Nutcracker, the Nutcracker with the giant that has become human-sized but still has those toy Nutcracker features, he's sitting in the cab of that truck and he's going to turn his giant head ever so slightly towards his foe, and he's going to pull the head off and then bash him with it, wow. revealing that hot prince underneath. Nice. Okay. Uh, um. Uh. 
So uh, roll roll a roll a five sided die or roll a six sided die. Uh, ta- sorry, Taylor and Joe roll six roll six sided die. I got a gentleman's four. Four. Wait a minute. Yeah. If, sorry, is he's the middle guy? Mm-hmm. Does that mean it's after midnight? Wait. Actually, yeah, it's after midnight. Gizmo falls from the sky. <laughs> he finds an hors d'oeuvre plate. He eats some hors d'oeuvres and he runs off screen. Nice. <laughs> and David, nice, nice, nice. the PM, is in bed. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so I got a four. Okay, roll again. Five. I got four. Okay, so it works. Uh, Taylor, you take you take uh, four damage. Ooh, okay. But it's your turn. Okay. And Kevin and the truck share hit points. I didn't get extra hit points by revealing that it had a driver. Exactly. Uh, you are one hit point away from the structure. Joe Pesci as Harry, the wet bandit from Home Alone, cast the Midas Bite. <laughs> All his teeth turn into gold fangs, and his wow. jaw unhinges and chops his opponent for poison damage. Awesome. Wow, that's cool, so good. Oh, incredible. I, will, I, will, I also want to say... Um, from the great beyond, Harry feels his spirit warmed by Italian-American solidarity with Dominic, and I want to give him advantage on this. It works. Um, <laughs> the Hess truck breathed its last breath, but not before saying its final words. Uh, uh. <laughs> Here goes the one character I related to. All right. The, the Hess truck feels scared for a moment and then relief oh. peace from from where from where they were sitting before the nutcracker falls to the ground but is joined by Jacob Marley's back in a whirlwind of spiritual energy he's dripping in heavy chains weighed down by iron lock boxes this is on a sudden time limit because Gizmo's fucking tearing this place apart. <laughs> uh, Jacob uh, picks up his uh, his big chain and he starts swinging it over his head. Link by link, yard by yard, I forged this chain to lash upon your butthole. <laughs> and he releases it at 60 miles per hour. Right in Joe Pesci. Yeah, first move usually works. I'm rolling the dice, and that's six damage. <laughs> I love it. So now, Pesci, you're at half, the, you're at 10. Cool boy. Uh, Joe Pesci casts Sticks and Stones. Harry is surrounded in a shimmering coat of gray wool armor. He is now impervious to physical damage or any other attack except for snow shovels or any other metal objects meant to touch snow. <laughs> wow. Wow, okay. Okay, nice. So he's girded himself, and it's the mm-hmm. Nutcracker's move. Oh, I'm still in this? Yeah, you fell and hit your butt. The Nutcracker... Hold on, finish your bite. <laughs> now, I guess that would be appropriate for a nutcracker whose yeah. mouth is intended to be full of nuts. Oh my God, Taylor, yes. Oh my fucking God, yes. Speaking of, the nutcracker is going to go right for him. <laughs> <laughs> my cojones! <laughs> yeah, I feel like that worked. I make you roll for it, but with Joe Pesci in the Home Alone 2 vibe, yeah, That's he gets the, hit in the nuts. The problem is he's impervious to physical damage. 
Oh. Oh, no. Fuck, you're right. Um, it doesn't work. Um, instead, all his nuts is just a, it's just a gorgeous prince waving around. He's taking off the head, is what you said. Merry Christmas. Waving around back Hello. and forth like someone like waving a streamer. I want to argue that, um, uh, that the Nutcracker's mouth is designed for chomping snowy nuts. You, you took off the... But you took yeah okay. I okay. You, you were took just off the head. Human nuts. And I was like, Joe, <laughs> why? <laughs> Doesn't work. Leave it alone. But now it's Marley's move. Marley's ghost turns into a doorknob, and out of the wreckage of the Hess truck, the dying little boy from Home Alone crawls out and hangs a hot iron on the other side of that doorknob. Looking so tempting, so tempting to touch. I mean, it's not—it's not snow, right? It's not a, anything that has to do with snow. It's not attacking. It's but the just... imperiousness has to have a limit, right? Like that can't be a thing that lasts for the rest of the battle. Taylor, you said anything metal. Anything metal meant to touch snow. Anything metal meant to touch snow. Uh huh. Okay, but it's also a good point that it's not attacking you. So, Taylor, I want you now have to roll. You are going to roll against fooled. me. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going yeah. to see whether you need to touch it or not. I'm going to give him disadvantage on this. Cool. That's great. <laughs> one. Rolled a one and a six. A one and a six. And I rolled a five. You rolled disadvantage. You touch that medal and yeah. you get... I'm going through the back door. <laughs> <laughs> For six damage. Oh, no. <laughs> you little jerk. You have four points left, and the Lex event has 11 points left. Um, Gizmo has shattered all the windows. The Christmas tree has, is destroyed, um, and the the chimney is falling brick by brick. It's 7 a.m. in the UK, and David is getting to work. <laughs> so the ground before you all is shaking. You all, The three of you face each other. You have time for one last move. Most powerful move wins. The Nutcracker's turn. The Nutcracker has let go of those nuts and, realizing that he actually carries a weapon, draws his sword and fucking runs Harry through. Ow! It works. No, it doesn't. Harry casts Revolving Door as an interrupt. If Harry should be arrested you, or killed... Man. If Harry should be Tim arrested... Tim expressly said, like, don't come up with mechanics. And if, Taylor's like, I'm casting this as an interrupt. What are you going to do? do? If Harry should be arrested or killed, he is allowed one free resurrection. This symbolizes the forgiveness that Christ's sacrifice provides us, but also the inexcusable leniency of the American judicial system, where criminals like Harry are put back on the streets due to prison overcrowding and irresponsible liberal parole and bond law. <laughs> on this Christmas, all of us here at Rude Tales hope you will join us in calling for the construction of more prisons. This is yes. not, mandatory yes. this is not maximum yes. sentencing in all criminal cases. And we give a Christmas salute mm-hmm. to President Joe Biden for increasing federal funding no. for local policing. After no. the last few years, Christ knows we need it. Taylor, I thought we agreed <laughs> in the copy that they were for-profit prisons. <laughs> yeah, what happened to that, Taylor? That's implied. What about our money? <laughs> It works. He's back at full health. He's resurrected. Yeah! Full health? He's resurrected. He gets hit. Like, he, Joe Becci can take the damage. You can't kill him. But Chris, it's your turn. 
All right. Um, the doorknob transforms back into Jacob Marley, who can and will take a seat. You will be wrecked by three spirits. Which calls upon the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future to fly in all at once as a, as a spectral tornado of blows. It works. <laughs> Stunner. Tim's just a fucking judge at the front going, I'll allow it, I'll allow it, and slamming his fucking thing down. Yeah. He's got a squeaky mallet. <laughs> Joe Pesci dies. My, co- my cousin Vinny. <laughs> Joe Pesci dies. The Nutcracker dies. Gizmo, oh. <laughs> Gizmo dies. Again. What's her name? Clara? Dies. <laughs> no, this grape cannot Fritz? Die. What about Fritz? Fritz dies. <laughs> the world falls apart. Everything goes black until you win. Crossed out in blood. Yule tied. We see Jacob Marley and Hess uh, with their arms crossed, leaning back to get back, nodding confidently. Below them, uh, the Nutcracker is wailing along with Joe Pesci and. The the car event. <laughs> do you all want to describe? Do you all want to describe how uh, how uh, how you lament your loss? The Nutcracker has returned to toy form and has that like has like a sling around his around his body. You know, as if he's been broken in a in a night of revelry. Nice. <laughs> and we see Joe Pesci in prison. He's doing push-ups on stacks of books and against the wall, all different kinds of glue. <laughs> because in number two, they become the sticky band. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And, and, and the car event? No, the car event survives. Did your partner die? Everything blew up. It was a sudden, oh. de- it was a sudden death battle. It was a sudden uh, death battle. Yeah, yeah. I, God, this is sad. <laughs> I think... Scotland the Brave begins to play on bagpipes as, like a domino tower, the Lexuses begin to fall off the top of the December to remember sales mm-hmm. event. And then they just drive off to their homes with lost time, unable to explain where they were that day when they briefly became something more. Wives left carless the morning of Christmas. <laughs> one giant, a, one giant bow oh. tumbles across the street like a old tumbleweed. Yeah. The winter chill feels thinner than usual, as snow falls in larger clumps than you're used to. You look down. That was a mistake. The trunk (laughs) of the branch you're standing on drops down so far you can't even see the roots. Just branch after branch with green leaves like needles. You look up. You barely have to arch your head to see a star atop the treetop. Oh my fucking hug. You're on the highest bough. (laughs) Good thing somebody already hung a shining star up here. And on top of that shining star, a podium. Uh, at five, we have, um, wait, at five, we have, I'm going to be rolling dice. At five, we, we have the Nutcracker. Damn. At four, we have. Wait, why are you rolling the dice? There were results. They don't matter. They don't matter. You thought uh, the results mattered, Carly? At four, we have Ebenezer Scrooge. 
Oh, great. Not in the game. Didn't even fight. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Would you, you play Good Mario? Game. You would you, keep would you, it. Would you, you play it. Mario Kart alone and then just put characters on the podium with you? <laughs> um, at three, at three we have Gizmo. Oh my life. Um, at two we have Hugh Grant, the PM from from uh, Love Actually, and that means on number one. We have the, uh, uh, say the event. I keep on messing it up. The Lexus December to Remember savings event? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of you celebrate or lament in accordance to what order you are. Have you saved Christmas? No. But you had a pretty fun time, didn't you? <laughs> Wait, do you want an answer? Wait, were we supposed to save Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you around. <laughs> Bye. Happy New Year. <laughs> beep, beep. Happy Halloween. I, I really want Zuzu's to make, pedals. I want uh, Zuzu's pedals were one of the items I just forgot to do. Um, there were uh, no items ever. just heard the voices of Allie Fisher, Branson Reese, Carly Minardo, Christopher Hastings, Joe Lepore, Taylor Moore, and me, Tim Platt, who produced this whole dang thing. Yuletide Combat Family is a Rude Tales of Magic thing, and Rude Tales of Magic is a fortunate horse thing. This episode featured some special gaming music from Steve DeSiena. The game Yuletide Combat Family is made up. That was a HeadGum Podcast.